Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 6th of October. India reported 18,833 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total caseload to more than 3.38 crore. Nearly 280 people succumbed to the infection, taking the death toll to 4.49 lakh. The centre yesterday extended the ambit of the health insurance scheme for frontline COVID-19 workers to include Anganwadi workers and helpers, according to officials in the Ministry of Women and Child Welfare. With the move, as many as 13,29,000 Anganwadi workers and 11,79,000 Anganwadi helpers are expected to get a health cover of 50 lakh rupees. Pharmaceutical company Zydus Cadilla has received approval from the Drugs Controller General of India for the Phase 3 trials of its two-dose COVID-19 vaccine the firm said yesterday. India's drug regulator had granted emergency use authorization to Zykov-D on August 20th. This is India's first vaccine for children aged above 12. The Uttarakhand High Court lifted the daily limit on the number of devotees that can visit the Chardham. Chardham Yatra is a Hindu religious pilgrimage to the four shrines of Yamunotri, Gangotri, Badrinath and Kedarnath in Uttarakhand. Earlier, the High Court had fixed the number of people that could visit at 1,000 for Badrinath, 800 for Kedarnath, 600 for Gangotri and 400 for Yamunotri. From today, this limit will no longer apply. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, COVID-19 has infected over 235.8 million people and caused more than 4.81 million deaths so far. The Uttar Pradesh government has allowed Congress leaders Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi Wadra, along with three others, to visit Lakhimpur Kheri, Indian Express reported. Rahul Gandhi and Chief Ministers Bupesh Baghel, and Charanjit Singh Channi left for Lakhimpur Kheri to meet the families of the victims of the violence that took place on October 3rd. However, Rahul Gandhi told reporters that he was not allowed to leave the airport, ANI reported. In a video, he could be seen asking for permission to leave the airport, but security officials kept blocking his way. Before leaving, Gandhi said farmers were being systematically attacked in the country and targeted the government for insulting them. सरकार का आक्रमण हो रहा है एक तो किसानों को जीप के नीचे कुचला जा रहा है दूसरी तरफ पूरे देश के किसानों पर सिस्टमैटिकली एक के बाद एक एक के बाद एक आक्रमण हो रहा है कल प्रधानमंत्री जी लखनऊ में थे मगर प्रधानमंत्री जी लखीमपुर खेरी नहीं जा पाए पोस्टमार्टम ठीक से नहीं किया जा रहा है और सिस्टमैटिकली जो भी कुछ कहे उसको बंद किया जा रहा है Criticizing Rahul for his remarks, Sambit Patra, national spokesperson of the BJP, said, and I quote, The UPA government sat over the Swaminathan Commission recommendations for eight years and did not implement it, and you talk of systematic attack on farmers? Unquote. Officials told the Indian Express the situation was calm in Lakhimpur Kheri, where the body of the 18-year-old Gurvinder Singh was cremated this morning. His family, which alleges he was shot dead, had postponed the cremation yesterday and sought a second post-mortem. Meanwhile, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal has asked PM Narendra Modi why no arrests had taken place in connection with the Lakhimpur Kheri incident yet and why efforts are being made to protect the accused. He has demanded the Union Minister of State, Ajay Mishra, be removed from the cabinet. On October 3rd in Uttar Pradesh's Lakhimpur Kheri district, eight people died and many were left injured. It was alleged that a convoy of three vehicles, including one driven by the minister's son, Ashish Mishra, rammed into a crowd of farmers who were protesting in the area. A 29-second video posted on Twitter showed the three vehicles speeding into a crowd of farmers walking on a road. A farmer was thrown onto the bonnet of one of the cars, which did not slow down. Four people died immediately. 
Soon after, two of the vehicles, a Fortuner and a Thar, overturned on the side of the road and allegedly caught fire. Videos showed angry farmers beating up a person who was in one of the overturned vehicles. By 7pm, seven people had died, four farmers, two BJP workers and the driver of one of the vehicles. Additionally, a journalist covering the protest died as well. His body was found in the mortuary with gunshot wounds, taking the total death toll to eight. Soon after, Ashish Mishra told ANI that the three vehicles were on their way to meet Uttar Pradesh Deputy Chief Minister Kesha Prasad Maurya when farmers began pelting stones. He was not present, he said. Meanwhile, his father said his son was attending a wrestling match with him at Banvirpur, his hometown, at the time of the incident, in the company of Deputy Chief Minister Keshav Prasad Maurya. The minister blamed the violence on a Khalistani hand. To know what the eyewitnesses told News Laundry, head on to our website newslaundry.com and read Nidhi Suresh and Shivangi Saxena's ground report titled Lakhimpur Keri Violence. Eyewitnesses recall what they saw on October 3rd. A day before the violence on Saturday evening, the NCB raided a rave party on a cruise liner off the coast of Mumbai. The NCB arrested eight persons, including actor Shah Rukh Khan's son, Aryan Khan, and all hell broke loose in many of our national TV news channels. Diksha Munjal tells us how some of our major news channels covered the two incidents is a testament to everything that's wrong with TV news today. Read Diksha's report titled, Aryan Khan vs. Lakhimpur Keri. Guess what made the news? For more ground reports and media critiques, head on to newslaundry.com. We're not funded by governments, corporations or advertisers. We depend on subscribers as we are an independent news organization. We believe that when the public pays, the public is served. Subscription is as low as 300 rupees a month only. Click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the website and be a News Laundry subscriber today. Yesterday, suspected militants killed three persons in separate incidents in two districts of Jammu and Kashmir, the police said. A Kashmiri Pandit pharmacist, identified as 68-year-old Makhan Lal Bindru and Virender Paswan, a street vendor from Bihar's Bhagalpur district, were killed in Srinagar. A third civilian, Mohammad Shafi Lone, was shot dead in Bandipura district, the Indian Express reported. PTI reported that Bindru was shot while he was working in his pharmacy and Paswan was killed near Madina Chowk in Srinagar's Lal Bazar. He used to sell Bhilpuri at a roadside stall in Srinagar. The resistance front, an offshoot of the lashkar e taiba has claimed responsibility for the killings of Bindru and Loan. The organization accused both of them of helping the central government and said it had warned them not to do so in the past, the wire reported. The police said that they have registered cases on the killings. Whistleblower and former Facebook employee Francis Haugen told United States authorities that Facebook was well aware of incendiary anti-Muslim narratives being promoted on the platform in India, the wire reported. Haugen also cited internal company documents referring to fear-mongering content promoted by Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh users, groups and pages. She claimed that political considerations prevented Facebook from providing a designation to this group, in what seems to refer to the possibility of increased monitoring of RSS-related content. Haugen referred to internal records on hateful content targeting Muslims in India. The document reportedly stated that no action is taken against much of this content, as the company lacks Hindi and Bengali classifiers. Classifiers refer to algorithms that detect hate speech. Haugen, through her lawyers, has filed at least eight complaints against Facebook with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, CBS News reported. She reportedly based her complaints on tens of thousands of documents that she secretly copied before leaving Facebook in May. At least four of the complaints contained references to India, according to The Wire. Yesterday, Haugen also testified before the U.S. Congress saying that Facebook's products harm children, stoke division and weaken our democracy, Reuters reported. 
Meanwhile, Mark Zuckerberg hit back at the testimony of the Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen, saying that her claims the company puts profit over people's safety are just not true. Zuckerberg said, and I quote, At the heart of these accusations is this idea that we prioritize profit over safety and well-being. That's just not true. The argument that we deliberately push content that makes people angry for profit is deeply illogical. We make money from ads and advertisers consistently tell us that they don't want their ads next to harmful or angry content. Unquote. Zuckerberg said that many of the claims made by Haugen and in the Wall Street Journal based on documents she leaked don't make any sense. German Benjamin List and Scottish-born David Macmillan won the 2021 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for the development of asymmetric organocatalysis, a new and ingenious tool for molecule building, Indian Express reported. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences said in a statement that the organic catalysts can be used to drive multitudes of chemical reactions. Using these reactions, researchers can now more efficiently construct anything from new pharmaceuticals to molecules that can capture light in solar cells. It said these catalysts were both environmentally friendly and cheap to produce. The century-old prize is awarded by the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences and is worth 10 million Swedish crowns, that is $1.14 million. The Nobel Prizes for Achievements in Science, Literature and Peace were created and funded in the will of Swedish dynamite inventor and businessman Alfred Nobel. A total of 187 individuals have received the Chemistry Prize since it was first awarded in 1901. Previous winners of Chemistry Prize include Marie Curie, and Frederick Sanger, who won twice. Military tensions with China are at their worst in more than 40 years, Taiwan's defense minister said on Wednesday, days after record numbers of Chinese aircraft flew into the island's air defense zone. Over a four-day period beginning last Friday, Taiwan reported close to 150 Chinese Air Force aircraft entered its air defense zone, part of a pattern of what Taipei calls Beijing's continued harassment of the island, Reuters reported. Asked by a lawmaker on the current military tensions with China at the parliament, Defence Minister Chiu Ko Chang said the situation was the most serious in more than 40 years since he joined the military, adding there was a risk of a misfire across the sensitive Taiwan Strait. China says Taiwan should be taken by force if necessary. Taiwan says it is an independent country and will defend its freedoms and democracy, blaming China for the tensions. The Defence Minister said China already has the ability to invade Taiwan and it will be capable of mounting a full-scale invasion by 2025. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.